Welcome back, guys. This is Kimberly Graham, your co-host of the Affluent Marriage Podcast, and we're so excited to have you here for the continuation of our previous episode. Before we get started, I want to make sure that you guys know that you can follow us and converse with us at the Affluent Marriage Pod on Instagram. That's where you can find us to connect with us, like our content, share our content, any of those types of things, but we also want to hear your stories there as well. So excited for the new stuff that you're going to learn from today's episode. And without further ado, let's get back to the show. All right. Tip six. Tip six. Track and evaluate your oh, you perked up a little bit there. <laughs> Track and evaluate your progress. You like st- sat up a little bit taller, your face brightened, like, your I know, eyes I know. brightened, this is you smiled. You're like, ooh, tracking. Yeah, and the evaluating. rest of these, the rest of these tips, I'm here for it. Regularly review your financial progress and assess whether you are on track to meet your goals. Keep track of your income, expenses, and investment performance. This analysis will help you identify areas for improvement and make necessary adjustments to your financial strategy. Do we really need to talk more about this? I feel like this is a very important tip that many people fail to do because they are scared of being uncomfortable. That's what's really the deal with that? Why are people scared to I track? No, dude, I don't because they, they say it's boring, but I'm like, it takes no. five seconds. No. It literally takes five seconds. It has nothing to do with boredom. Maybe like minutes. Maybe you're lazy. Five minutes to say, I, I went scared. to Target. I went to Walmart. I spent it's this fear. much. That's it. They know the truth. The like, truth hurts. Come on. Like, I don't know why sometimes like I, I just didn't have time. You do have time. You have five minutes. Five minutes. <laughs> like. I mean, it's it's one thing if you are talking about like what we did earlier was the the very first time we did this, it was like paper pencil and we did it at the end of the month and we were calculating and pouring through statements. That takes a long time. Agreed. Understood that. Um, but the nowadays you can either use an app, right? And you can use it to understand, not just use it to say, yeah, I know I overspent here, but like use it for understanding you have to use it to help you change habits. And that's that's a very, very finite thing that no person, no coach, no anyone can help you understand because the only person who can create the understanding of the, the purpose of it is you. Like once you understand what you're learning from these numbers, that's when you start to go, oh, I have to change my habits. Nobody else can do that for you except you. So- yeah, I think it's fear. I think the reason why people don't track is because they're scared because they know the truth and they don't want to face that fear. But you have to, you just have like we've to. talked about. In order to overcome that fear, you have to face that fear. You have, you have to face to. that truth. You have to walk in that truth and walk through it. You have to. There is no other way around it. There you are started that fire. The only way you're going to put it out is by facing it. That's it right there. You started the fire. We Ryan didn't start started the fire. The fire. It was always burning. Like you started the fire. <laughs> you sparked it. Your habits, your systems, the way you're looking at your money, you started it. So you have to finish it. Nobody else can take responsibility for it but you. We didn't realize, and we talked about this on the Millionaire Blueprint, but when we did our very first budget back in April of 2011, we didn't realize that we were spending almost $300 a month on it's eating crazy. out, on yeah. restaurants, on fast food. And maybe that number sounds low to you, but to us, $300 at that point in time was crazy. Especially considering what we were making, the fact that we were spending $300, what? It was almost as much as, I mean, we were spending maybe like 500 on groceries and 
What? Over half of that, we were also spending so eight hundred dollars a month on food. It was food. just two of us. So to put things into perspective, after we realized that, we cut that back to less than a hundred dollars. It was like eighty bucks. Mm-hmm. It was like twenty dollars a week. And now it's such a because that's why we would split meals at Payway. Yeah. Because it would be less than twenty bucks if we both split like a, a large lunch meal or something. Yep. And honestly, like those types of decisions, now it's again shooting for the moon or shooting for wealthy. That's a wealthy like decision that's being made. So we always feel wealthy, right? Because I'm going out to eat. I can still go out to eat. It's just on a different term or I can still do this. It's just, it looks different. And as a result, we always are feeling wealthy. We always feel comfortable because we're shooting for the wealthy, um, you know, attributes. So it's the same thing here too. The, the fact that we understand what it means to live on a certain like amount i'm not saying that we live on nothing but we live on a certain amount it's very easy for us to feel wealthy right it's but it's one thing to track it's another thing to evaluate right yes i agree if we tracked and we said oh we spent 300 this month and then we track track right and we go the whole next month and we're tracking Man, but we're always we, spending 300 but we don't evaluate along the way and say hold up hold up hold up hold up hold up we wanted to spend $80 this month on eating out, $20 a week. And it's the second week of the month and we've already spent $55. Like what the heck is going on? Like that's on? evaluating. You're just saying, wait a minute, here's where we're at. We've only got mm-hmm. $25 left for the next two weeks. Like, what's our plan? What's yep. our plan, right? You're evaluating along the way. Yeah. It's not just like, all right, it's the end of the next month. Oh, diggity dog. We spent 300 again. All right, well, here's the next month. Track, Man, track, track. Oh, diggity dog. This we spent, is the part. Like you have to evaluate along the way. Yep. So I had this system. It doesn't really matter what system. I called it. I always have these phases. Right now, my millionaire in the making program, I have like phase one, two, and three. It's very simple. But back in the day, I had phases uh, where it's EPS, evaluate, prioritize, and strategize. And the evaluate phase was this right here. Like you have to track and you have to evaluate on a consistent basis every week, every month, like you, not just every month, because by then it's too late. The money's always, I'm always gone. Um, so by week one, you need to evaluate where am I at? Where am I going? You have to know that. If you don't know that, you're not really changing any habits. You're not really changing any decisions. You don't know what's coming up. It's going to be impossible for you to actually make lifelong change. Um, And if you are looking at it and going, oh, man, I did this. I guess it's just over for me. You you have the wrong mindset, right? You've got to learn. Like we said earlier, you have to learn where you currently are and say, okay, this is what I wanted to do. I didn't meet the mark. How can I shift so that I can make sure I can at least do something at the end of this month? Where else can I allocate or reallocate so that I can still am able to say I met part of my goal? That's just being, that's just putting on your big girl pants. Yeah. It just shows me how weak your resilience is Mm -hmm. when Mm -hmm. that happens, right? Because when I think about our daughter, she's learning these addition and subtraction facts right now. And you know, every week she's working on these worksheets in her K-5 class. And, you know, it's, she's filling them out. She's tracking, you know, she's answering them. But then there's an evaluation, right? The teacher writes down which ones were incorrect and which ones were correct. And she gets that back and she has to review it, Mm -hmm. right? And she has to look at it. And what's your resilience, right? She looks at that and you can say, okay, you know, I got a few wrong or I got half wrong or whatever it is. And you could also look and see how many you got right. Yep. Like, okay, there were 20 here. I messed up three of them, but I got 17 Ooh, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, For yeah. the most part, it was pretty good. Like, That's are so you true. focusing on the negative mm-hmm. or on the overwhelming positive? Mm-hmm. Right. You got to constantly be 
reviewing, evaluating, and yeah. learning, like continuously learn. Yep. So she's able to track and evaluate her facts. I know this is very like no, but elementary. It's so true. No, it's not. But it's she not she learns from her mistakes. She doesn't wallow in it. She's resilient and she improves and she, she improves. does better the next time, right? I, it's the same thing with your finances, with your budgeting, right? Yep. Track, evaluate, see where you are. Crap, this month I've already spent well over half of my eating out budget. Like what's my going fast on food, here? like let me evaluate, let me learn from this. Like what did I, what happened this week? What's going on? And How not can the self-loathing. Don't self-loathe yourself. It's just a matter of fact. These numbers do not lie. Fact. This is fact. Do I know why this happened? Yes. How can I keep it from happening next week? Move on. Like that's it. And when you put too much emphasis and, and effort and emotion into, oh my God, look what I did. I'm horrible. No, you're not. You're doing something about it by looking at it and recognizing it now instead of waiting another three months before you look at this again. So I had a client who was feeling like when she was first starting to do her tracking and evaluating process and she was like, him, I feel like I feel like I'm saying no to myself all the time. Like, no, 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 no. And it just feels kind of depressing. And I'm like, yeah, okay, I get that. So we got on a call and we're looking at where her numbers were going and what she actually tracked in the last however many weeks. Um, like it was like the last week or so. And as she is inputting the numbers and we're looking at everything, I said, I want you to look at all the areas you were able to say yes to yourself. And she recognized she was able to say yes here, here, here. Like every mm. week she had a place where she said yes. I said, stop focusing on the no's and focus on the yeses that you are giving to yourself. Because trust me, even with the money that you're making now that feels small, it's that 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 mindset is going to keep you small. But when you start focusing on what you were able to say yes to, and you're great, you're grateful for these things, and you're saying, I'm so excited that my money allowed me to do this and this, then you have a different perspective of your finances. Bob my head because I'm I'm singing to myself, no, 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 no. And now you say, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. That's I love it. That me. was a good one. That Thank was a you. good one. So you have to evaluate, right? For us, we have monthly meetings where we have a meeting at the beginning of the month to kind of like mid month, yeah. Mid month. I'll say this: beginning of the month, we kind of track what's going to go on this month. End of the month, we kind of review, but mm -hmm. we are tracking and evaluating a long. That's not like an official meeting, but every now and then, in the middle of the month, I'll just like, "Hey, babe, it's it's been a week or two. Like, let's come back and like look at this." And it's real short, literally. And sweet. 30 seconds. Right. Just to be like, hey, He'll text heads up. me, check it out, see if everything looks right. Boom. That's it. That's our monthly meetings, right? It's a little bit longer at the beginning to the end, but along the way, real short and sweet, just quick check ins. Mm -hmm. Then we also have our end of the quarter, end of the year, year in review. That's kind of just for fun. That's something we just love to do. I wouldn't say that's necessary. It's a dream session. That's really but what it is. But it is just a dream session. Yeah. It's a summit. It's a summit where we're able to see how well we went, how well we did the year before and what we want to do for the year ahead. Keeps us on talk, excuse me, target for our goals. So it's it's critical to avoid stag. I love you. It's critical to avoid stagnation, to track and evaluate because it's going to help you continuously learn. Hey, this is Kim Graham from the Affluent Marriage Podcast. We hope you're enjoying what you're listening to so far. But if you're thinking to yourself, man, I wish I knew more about what's going on in Kim and Dan's world. I want to ask some specific questions and be able to get extra resources. Well, you might want to think about joining the Graham fam. Now, I know I love exclusive content and I love having more of Kim in my life. And if that's something you're interested in, you can be a subscriber and you can get exclusive episodes that no one else is going to hear that's going to help you build generational wealth 
and have more authentic two-way communication. Links are down in the show description. You'll be able to click and see more information about GramFam, and we hope to see you behind the scenes. Have a great one, and let's get back to the show. All right, seventh tip, network and collaborate. I love networking so much. Do you? so much fun. I feel like you. this is something you do incredibly well, and people could really learn. I mean, we have a whole episode on network work 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 yes work. you need to so you well i think that's an exclusive episode if you're in gram fam ooh, i can talk to you about sell it girl yes because networking is like literally my favorite that's how i'm building my business all right so build a network of like-minded individuals professionals and mentors who can offer guidance and support collaborating with others can provide valuable insights open doors to new opportunities and help you stay motivated on your financial journey we need to change some of these words. It's not motivation. It is discipline. It's motivation, babe. It's not. This one I would say is more motivation. Yes, but it leads to discipline. So networking collaboration is really if you're building a business, but even if you're going after like just run of the mill, like goals for your personal life, um, you need people who are surrounding around you who are constantly pushing forward. So I have a group of girlfriends that we text back and forth to each other all the time. And, um, we call ourselves the goal gals. So how we originally started connecting to each other is we would go to tea shops. Um, we would get some really nice bougie like tea or whatever. And we would go around and talk about our goals that we had for the next quarter. Um, back before pandemic, we would meet every quarter. Now it's like every like six months or so we would have this type of meeting where we talk about our goals. And then at the end of the quarter, we would say, okay, this is what I was able to do. This is what I wasn't able to do. And we encourage each other along the way. We're texting each other and all that stuff. That has fostered a type of thing where we really are excited whenever the one of us is doing something ridiculously luxurious or when we're going through a situation and we're like encouraging each other through that. That type of networking and collaboration is going to build you up. I have no doubt that this group of women that I'm working with and that I'm talking with are going to be incredibly wealthy. In fact, one of my friends just got a raise at work. And this is how I knew I was like in the right group. She said, oh, yeah, I got a raise at work. And I was like, oh, my goodness, what investments are you going to put in? I was totally being cheeky. And she was like, yeah, I th- actually think I'm going to um, you know, invest the rest of it. I'm just going to you know, not even notice the raises there. And I'm just going to invest the rest of it. And I was like, man. I love the group of girls I'm with right now. But in the same vein, I have the the group of girls who are like, girls, we are going out and we are going bougie. We are going to, like when I got my coach purse, they were all like, yes, girl, get that coach purse. Oh my goodness, that's so good. What top did you get? I want like, we are also about enjoying the finer things, but also about living that wealthy life. You know what I'm saying? Like we are, it is, you need the people around you who are going to not cause you to like, dip into this negativity of like, this is it. This is my life. Don't be Eeyore. <laughs> Don't be Eeyore. Keep it going. Okay. So anyway, the I know well, just... the part that you left out in this story that I think was fun is that when they were talking about the finer things and being bougie and they went out to restaurants and they spent a lot, they're like, we don't have to worry oh, about yeah. how much it costs because yeah. we know we've got it. We put the money aside in that line item. And that's it. And we just and enjoy saved up. ourselves. Like, so when you know you've got that money saved up, you can go to the restaurant. You don't even have to look at the bill. Yep. You don't oh, have to look at the beautiful. line item. You know what I mean? Like it what's was, on the menu. It was a very you know you nice it. bougie day. And one of my friends actually just took a week long vacation just for herself. And um, she said, oh, yeah, this is so great. I'm able to do this. And, you know, she was talking about all the things that she got on her little trip. Um, and we were all like one of them was like, isn't it so fun to go on vacations and you don't have to worry about money because 
you already put it aside for it. Like, oh man, I love, I love looking at my money and knowing where it's going. And I was like, I am in the right group. Like it, it's kind of addicting. What does that say? Show me your friends. I'll show you your future. Your future right. Yeah. It's, it's very much like that where if you show me look capital, what's in your world? Like what, who's in your friends list? Right. Right. Like show me your friends list. Show me your friends. Show me the people you talk to, the people you hang out with. Are you having conversations like the ones you just described? Yeah. Or are you scared? Are they just broke conversations? Right. Yes. So like if you're around the same people and they're constantly like, yeah, well, this is all it's going to be. It's going to be great. Hey, I got a new credit card and I'm going to max that one out. Yeah, I'm not going to be able to pay for this. The man sucks. Yeah. Victim. Everything is about somebody else hurting you. Somebody else getting in your way, but not about how you're doing something to proactive. Are you going to grow bigger than your problems? Yes. So just be mindful of that create a network and here's how you can find your network we talk about this in another one accountability having a coach a mentor a cheerleader a friend these are the four things that you need to have around you at all times um so creating that space around you and it's okay yes that's chris hogan's everyday millionaire yes sometimes paying someone to be one of those things the coach the mentor is vital to have someone that's going to spur you along and they're not there to be your friend they're there to tell you this is what you need to do move forward right how bad do you want it type of thing um you need that in your life because that's how you're going to get better and that's how you're going to be forced to find new people who are in that network who are ready for that leveled up mindset that you're creating for yourself if you want to fly with the eagles, don't swim with the ducks. Don't swim with the ducks. Right? You got to really Man, focus the dad, on... The dad phrases are real today. I'll, hey, that's who I am. That's what I bring <laughs> to the table, right? You've got the financial insight. I've got the dad statements. I love it. There you you know? But no, I think what you said is huge, right? You got to have those four individuals in your life. And this is actually also from our exclusive mm-hmm. content. So you guys are getting a little freebie, but you need a coach. You need a coach. You need a coach. Someone who's been there someone who's where you're trying to be or has been where you're trying to be and they know exactly what you need to do to get there. And the mentor very much is the same way, right? right? The coach might be like 10 steps ahead of you. The mentor might be a couple steps ahead of you, right? but they've been there. They've walked that path and they're going to help you see it through Mm -hmm. cheerleader. I mean, that's just like someone who's just your hype man, your hype man, you know, someone who's just always got your best interest at heart. They're encouraging you. They're saying you can do it, right? When you're wallowing and having your pity party, they're like, nah, nah man, man, you've got, think of all the good things you've done. Focus yeah. on the positive. Like I would say my go gals are my cheerleaders. Like, you got it. You're going to be amazing. And I'm then so it's just, it's you. good to have a friend, someone who's right there in the trenches with you. Yeah. Right? Someone who's going, like, this could be like, you know, if you're a business owner and you know another business owner who's very like, like-minded and at the same level as you and you're both just trying to grow your business together. Like it's mm-hmm. great to have a friend who's going through it with you. Yep. So then those you know people you're not alone. Will, they'll keep you from being stagnant because they're not trying to be stagnant. Right. And if you're having a moment where you're just kind of getting comfortable and they're, gonna st- and they're pushing, yep. you're going to be like, oh man, I need to push too. Yep. Right. It, it, it's just, it's going to help you out. Yep. So make sure you have those four relationships in your life, a coach, a mentor, a cheerleader, and a friend. Mm-hmm. All right. You know why I love new relationships though? Hmm. Not with you. You're you're forever, babe. Okay. But you know how you've so told me like the glacier story like a thousand times. And we're not gonna talk about it here, but like early in a relationship, Kim would tell me a story and I would react to it. And then I found that 
there were certain stories that she loved so much that she would often retell. Um, but I never had the heart to tell her, babe, I've heard the story. I just, I just let her talk. So she would tell the story. And then I eventually had the boldness to be like, so I don't know if I just like kind of encourage the story and be like, oh, well then what happened? And then what happened? And like, and it was very obvious that like, I kind of knew what was up and she's like, wait, do you know this story? I'm like, no, but I was being very like sarcastic. Yeah. And then I kind of revealed to you that you tell stories over and over. But the nice thing about new relationships, Kim, so you can tell those old stories, you can tell those old stories and they've never heard it before. They're going to think I'm so, so interesting. You can like reinvigorate those passions that you have, right? You're telling your, like you tell me your financial journey and you're like, okay, yeah, he knows about it. It's, you tell your you friends your financial journey they and they're like, it. yeah, they mm-hmm. know it. But like when someone comes into your DMs or you have this new friend very and you true. get to tell them about your journey of paying off $76,000 in student loans and how you built your business from the ground. Like it's like exciting and you get to see it's, their like first time response yeah. to that story. Like that's, that's exciting. It's very true. I, sometimes dumb down our story collaborate yes our 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 story and our experiences and i'm like yeah i guess you know whatever but it's something that i live in so it's not really there are things that we do that i see as normal and that my friends group do as normal that other people do not think is normal they would think that is completely weird but it's very it's a good idea but anyway so i sometimes don't recognize like how good it is how good our story is until i talk to someone who doesn't know our story and i just say it you know very flippantly and they're like i'm sorry go back what and i'm like wait what what part are you referring to like i'm just like what are you talking about the debt free part or the like what the the part where we built a business, the part where we paid off our house, the part, and I'm like, wow, dude, like that's a lot of stuff that we're just talking about. That's actually pretty impressive. I'm only 34. We've done this in less than a decade. That's actually, or a little bit more than a decade. That's actually right. pretty impressive. <laughs> it's a it's lot. Nice, of, nice little so, resume for your first yeah, decade of marriage. Exactly. So then I recognize how how impressive it is, and I'm like, oh, I should probably you know, talk about it a little bit. We should more. probably start a podcast. Ah, yes. Okay. So network, collaborate. Final tip, stay ugh, disciplined. Yeah. Stay motivated. No, no. stay, stay disciplined. Disciplined. And disciplined mm-hmm. and persistent. Gotta stay persistent. Financial growth often requires discipline mm. and persistence. Mm. Develop good financial habits such as budgeting, saving and investing consistently stay focused on your long-term goals even during the challenging times Mm. and remain committed Mm -hmm. to your financial plan you've been talking to me about this a lot and you keep asking me like babe can you talk to me more about this like let's brainstorm and think about how wealth building how budgeting how fine like this is it's It's so so boring boring can we do another episode specifically about this because i need to talk about why it's boring i was talking to another financial coach friend of mine um because it's really great that we're able to have conversations with other people who do similar work right um because when you talk to someone like that only they understand some of the thoughts that you have and it kind of normalizes that like oh what i'm saying isn't weird okay i'm glad that you feel this way too because i thought about this right so we were talking about how the things that we experience on our lives as normal kind of like what i was saying before we are so like we are so used to it it is our norm so it's not something that we see as like exciting so like she was talking about how 
yeah, you know what? You're right. Like, I don't really want anything flashy. Like, it's not a want for me. I thought that as soon as I made more money that I would want name brand this, name brand that, but I'm recognizing my values and I don't really care about that. Um, I care more about time with my family. I care more about this. And that's really what I'm putting my my time and my effort, my finances towards to give me more of that. And I have it and that's great. But my husband still works full time. I don't have to work. I just choose to work. I like helping people with their finances. And we were just talking about how boring wealth building is. But then she said this one thing that I thought was really interesting. Her husband had a job that he he liked, but it wasn't the best shift. And he was like, meh. Um, he found another opportunity with a, a place that kind of was more of a better fit, but it had less hours, it was less pay um, and everything, but it was his ideal job and working environment. And he put in his resume and they were like, are you sure you want this job? And he's like, yes, I do. This is truly what I want to do with my life. And they kept trying to negotiate and say like, dude, like you don't want this job. This is less than what you're normally making. He's like, no, no, no. I want this job like really bad. Like you are not taking advantage of me. And so he got this job. He loves it. He comes home when the kids come home. He got blah, blah, whatever. And she, I was like, that, that right there, that is such a boring and backwards move. That's such a boring and backwards move. But that's such a millionaire flex. Like, right. That, that is how boring it is that you get to choose the job that you actually truly want, even though it's cost less, that you don't even care because your wealth building is still going to happen regardless. You have the ideal like values that you desire right in front of you, more time with your family, more ability to do what you would desire. And you're because you have again you've been reaching we've talked about this like four times you're reaching for that wealthy living so you have an understanding of what your basic needs are you always feel wealthy it's when you get to that place i'm like i could walk in here with five bags from target and be like babe i went on a shopping spree and my husband's like okay that's it there's it's so boring guys but it's such a flex like I would, I would want everybody's life to be this Absolutely. boring. Absolutely. <laughs> I don't want people to get confused with stagnation and boredom, Mm-mm. right? Stagnation is you're not achieving your dreams. Mm-hmm. You're stuck. You're not hitting goals. There's no learning. There's no change. There's no risk. Mm-hmm. You're just stuck. Mm-hmm. You're just, you are where you are. You're in that poopy diaper that we talked about, mm-hmm. right? You don't, you're just, comfortable in your stench. Yep. You know, boredom is not that. No. What we're describing is wealth building takes time and it's the little small decisions that mm-hmm. you make every single day that amount to that greater generational wealth, mm-hmm. right? We talked about compound interest. Compound interest is both boring and sexy at the same time. It's so because is compound interest, you're not going to notice it. Mm -hmm. You're not going to see it day to day. You know, even if you look back the next year or look ahead the next year, you're like, oh, okay, compound interest, whatever. But when you see it 30 years from now, you're like, wow. Wow. Thanks. 30 years ago, Kim and Dan. This boring little thing that like I really didn't notice, but I just kind of did over and over and over is going to do that for me 30 years from now. Like that's hot. Right. I like that. Exactly. Like (laughs) now. Give me more of that. Right. Now it's amazing. But it's those boring day-to-day changes that you make, things that you learn, that you just apply, and it doesn't seem like much in the moment, yeah. but it adds up. I 
Can I say one more thing about this? Because I know you can say two more things. I was recognizing I had two clients, three clients who are about to off board off my program. And I was like wondering uh, before, like, man, what is the outcome of my program? And these three clients all had very similar starts. They were very overwhelmed with where their money was going. They had no real communication with their spouse. They had these goals, but they were feeling very like disheveled when it comes to their money. And by the time our time was done, they were on the call and I would be asking them like, so how are things going? And they're like, it's good. Um, I'm saving like, you know, four or $500 a month. And, you know, I'm putting money towards investments and, you know, like there was an issue that came up, like my daughter had to go to softball, but I had the money for it. And, you know, so we just paid for it. And um, yeah, we're paying off the debt. And yeah, I'm like, oh, okay, well, well, how are things going? Like with, you know, groceries and everything. Like, I know that was something where she's like, no, everything's good there. Like, it's kind of boring. Everything's That's amazing. fine. And it's our conversations were before it was like, Kim, Kim, panic, panic, panic. Paycheck to paycheck. Are, are kind of like, oh yeah, we have savings of like at least, you know, three, $400 every single month. And we are already inside of our budget saving, you know, three, $400 a month. So technically we're saving, you know, upwards of a thousand dollars every single month. And yeah, it feels great. My husband and I are talking more about money now. Like, the word to describe really what you're talking about is called peace. <gasps> what? Peace. That's peace? Right. That's what that boredom is, right? The lack of drama. Yeah. The lack of panic. Uh-huh. Right? You're like, oh, I've got a budget. I've got money for that. I put money aside every month for that. So those tires, that just utility bill, you know? Just fix it. I just... Use the money. Like, yeah, that's kind of frustrating that I have to use my money for that, but Momentary. I got the money for it. By tomorrow, I'm not even yeah. thinking about it. So there's no arguments. There's no panic. There's no frustration. It's just, oh, okay. So what, it's, what a, it's peace. It's boring. It's so boring. I love that. I love boredom. I love it. It's so great. And I'm like, man, people don't live like that. Because again, we've been living this way for so long. It's weird to me when I hear people talk about how much they fight with their spouses about money. I'm like, this is like, how do you live this way? Like, I would be so like quick to be like, we must fix this now. This is not healthy. I don't like fighting with you, but this is okay with you both. The only fights we have are on Friday nights because you're indecisive about what you want to eat. I mean, that's, that's, that's as drama as our household gets dramatic and our kids being dramatic because of you know well they are their kids so that that is really what it is it's peace that every single one of my clients are like yeah everything's fine i feel really good and it's not this overwhelming like yes it's so good i paid off all this debt because a lot of them are still on that process of paying it off but in the meantime it's just peaceful but you can't have that unless you are disciplined mm-hmm. and you are persistent doing this day in, day out, month in, month out, year in, year out, mm-hmm. and let compound interest do its thing. Yep. Let your small victories do its thing. Yep. You've got to have those financial habits. Yep. And you will experience boredom right. and peace. And peace. But also you'll get to do crazy things because of that. Mm-hmm. Like go to Disney or buy a minivan or have a rental property. Yep. Right? Yep. Everyone's financial journey is unique. 
the listeners that listen to us, their situation, their financial journey is unique. Mm -hmm. It's different than ours. It's not the same. Nope. No one's ever will be, right? It's our unique journey, but it's essential to personalize these strategies that we just talked about, make it your own to fit your specific circumstance, your specific risk tolerance. Mm -hmm. And that's the beautiful thing too, as we are bringing all these resources to you from books that we've read, know that there's no one book that's going to have the answer for every single issue or every single situation that you have. This is why it's important for you to have the own intuitiveness and discipline to look at the information that you've read, pick and choose what makes sense for you and create your own understanding of how you want to manage and face your finances. But it cannot happen until you decide to look at it and make sense of it and actually create meaning out of it. Otherwise, it's just a book you've read and it's just filling you with more knowledge. But knowledge without action isn't gonna yield nothing for you. Didn't I tell you, I told you, I told you that this episode was going to be incredible. You did. I told you it was gonna be a banger. You did. Those are the words that I used. The banger, that's right. Also, we did say that we wanted to try and be done at 10 and it is 10.50. Well, you know, we're pushing overall two two hours. hours. We'll split this up for our listeners. I hope you guys enjoyed this one. I know they did. Because this was chock full of of stories, anecdotes. Oh, if you listen to this and you (laughs) remain stagnant, there is something wrong with you. Because there are some changes I want to make just listening to this. Oh, for sure. Right? I'm excited. I'm about to go work on a a bike, put a bike together and put a bathroom together. No, dude. I'm going to bed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we'll do that tomorrow. You got a field trip tomorrow. (laughs) Um, But I hope you guys enjoyed our chat today absolutely i'm gonna do a cta go for it give us a call to action okay cta for today is i want you to really think about the amount of knowledge that you're putting in your mind and think what have i taken action on in the last 48 hours right every single day you should be taking action on your finances or whatever it is that you're attempting to do better at but because we're really focusing on finances and wealth building here What have you done in the last 48 hours that has been helpful in helping you move the needle in your financial um, journey? If it's nothing, listen. They listen to this podcast. They listen to this call. If you listen to this, that's good. But I want you to do action behind it, not just listening to it. Do something. Maybe maybe evaluate or track Mm -hmm. your expenses. Yeah, you know, see where you where you're at for that's a really great place to start. Evaluate and track. Guys, thank you so much for listening to our podcast today on stagnation. This is my wife, Kimberly Graham, the financial coach, and I'm Daniel Graham. Don't call me Daniel, though. That's what my mom calls me. You can call me Daniel Graham, mom. Uh, But I'm Dan Graham, the educator. We are the Affluent Marriage Podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. Go live in love, walk in wealth. Take care, guys. Bye.